And as we've been discussing for the past couple of hours, so much for my carefully curated and prepared show, all you've wanted to talk about is the Commerce Commission's draft report on grocery store competition. Perhaps not surprisingly, given that it's found that New Zealanders are getting a raw deal at the checkout. Chair of the ComCom, Anna Rawlings, says New Zealand groceries are the sixth most expensive in the OECD, but would be cheaper if supermarkets competed more. She says there needs to be an increase in the number of retailers who can compete effectively. Food and Grocery Council Chief Executive Catherine Rich joins me now. Very good morning to you, Catherine. Very good morning, Kerry. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, you've digested the whole report. I've only looked at the findings. <laughs> so well done you. It was 156 pages, I believe. So what do 500. you... 500. Oh, 500. Oh, goodness. I know. Okay. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't got through all of it yet. but um... Okay, so what do you make of the findings thus far? Oh, look, we're really delighted with the report. The Commission has done a very thorough and detailed look at our industry, and we feel that we've been heard. Of course, the Food and Grocery Council that represents uh, growers and manufacturers and suppliers to supermarkets put a lot of information before the, the Commission, but we were making points not just about suppliers, but the benefits for change for consumers as well, because we do believe that prices for consumers should come down if there was greater competition. But equally, we've been focusing on better treatment for suppliers because right now, uh, if you supply a supermarket, it's incredibly tough. There is a significant power imbalance um, in terms of the costs and treatment. We can, you know, there's a better way of doing business. So they touched on all our points. What are your main concerns? Is it the stranglehold you have? Because we just heard from a, a supplier just before the news and he said, look, if they had agreed to the margins that uh, the supermarket was demanding, they would have been basically selling at a loss to them. Yes. But there we was nowhere else to go. That is right. You know, you, uh, for some of our members, they have 55% of their business with one and 45 with the other. Mm. And you are a price taker. And the effects on not agreeing can be dire. So we've had closures and exits from the market. And that means when consumers go in to look at the shelf, they might see their favourite brand gone. Certainly means um, a decreased investment and in innovation. But over a period of time, and it's really heated up over the last 20 years with the last merger, uh, we've seen an increase of the risks associated being shift, shifted back to suppliers, suppliers being asked to pay for theft and waste, um, display charges, even though you might not get displays. Um, we've had suppliers ask to subsidise the wages of supermarket store staff. And this is viewed as an, an investment. So shifting all the costs back onto suppliers, and this is one of the points the Commission has made. The reason that um, New Zealand is so profitable is that the margins for products in New Zealand are very high. The supermarkets will demand anything between a gross profit margin of 30 to up to 45%. Sometimes they make more. And um, for some of our suppliers, they are currently supplying supermarkets at a loss. And that is not sustainable. So how did it come to this? Because our previous caller also, who was a mine of information, said there used to be, you know, four supermarket chains and that was yep. healthy competition. Mm -hmm. the, the government and the Commerce Commission basically got us into this position. How do we get out of it? Well, I'm not sure the Commerce Commission got us in this position because they were actually against the last major merger. Right. 
um, in 2000. They, they said, no, it's going to just bring consolidation. That was overturned by the by uh, the government of the day. Right. But it's certainly been something that has changed over a period of time because if you remember when you and I were kids, Kerry, there was a range of different grocers and chains. Yeah. And if you have a portfolio of customers, it means that you're better able to negotiate because you can say, no, I'm not going to do that. And if you don't like it, I'm going to not sell my products to you. The problem in a duopoly is that it's a binary system so that if you say no, you could potentially lose your whole business because you're relying on it to pay your bills. So many suppliers are price takers. And what's happened certainly with some of the changes made just in the last couple of years uh, with the rollout of the Foodstuff North Island business model is um, the prices, the costs, the levies, the deductions have just kept coming one after another. And one of the things that's happened with the consolidation of some categories is that they've gone and they've said, there are 10 suppliers, we only want four. So fight amongst yourselves and give us your best price. Um, a, so pro, a, a fight to the bottom. Yeah. Mm. And so it means you walk into a store, you see less on the shelf, you might see your brand disappear. And the, and the issue is, you know, some, some firms will survive and get through it all. But think about all of the artisans and craft mm. producers, the, the Kiwis who have a dream to get out there and sell their product. Um, we want more of those companies to be able to flourish so that might export and grow. Within this current environment, that is nigh on impossible. But surely then there must be room for a supplier of those artisan products for people who are willing to pay a little bit more to get yes. the kind of excellence from our producers that we're not going to see in the supermarkets. Yeah. If you think about a lot of the innovation that comes into any any part of the food industry, it usually comes from the, the creatives, the artisans who come up with an idea and then eventually it becomes a mainstream idea. But without those people getting a foothold and being able to survive, to be able to you know, pay themselves and keep going in business, you need to be able to make what's called in economics a normal profit. And the problem is when you have such a significant market concentration, and New Zealand has the most concentrated market in the world for grocery ownership, yeah. you, if you can't negotiate an, even a, just a normal, um, uh, get, have the normal ability to uh, profit, it means you can't reinvest back in innovation and exporting and, and, and survival. So a lot of small food businesses start up really positively, but are just simply not there a couple of years later. It's it's that tough. In fact, I worry in the long term that in order to be able to supply the supermarket, you more or less have to have your manufacturing offshore. You know, New Zealand manufacturers are really on the back foot with some of these latest negotiations and to be able to provide the margins to supermarkets. Some of the latest negotiations, one of the supermarkets has said, I make, I want, um, uh, you give me a 17% gross profit margin on pasta, yeah. I want that to be 36. Like doubling the margins and expecting suppliers just to cut, um, cut you know, the fat within their margin, of course, which is, you know, cut out long ago. So what can the supermarkets do? I mean, they're obviously getting the message that people are unhappy. Suppliers are unhappy, consumers are unhappy, the Commerce Commission is unhappy, the government's unhappy. Well, you'd think that the message would be getting through, 
But what's very unusual is that I've spoken to suppliers this week who are waiting today to find out whether they're going to be deleted. Now, wouldn't you think, Kerry, that if you knew the Commission was going to be announcing, putting a, putting a, a focus on all these issues, you know, it wouldn't be the day to, to do over a small supplier. This is one of the things that's the reality of life as a supplier right now. You are constantly under the threat of deletion, not because your product doesn't sell and not because it's um, not commercially viable, but just as a negotiation threat. Yeah. So one of the reasons we've been calling for a mandatory code of conduct is just to bring back basic, reasonable, transparent ways of contracting business, which says if you're going to ask us a supplier for money, you've got a supplier's service. You can't ask a supplier to pay for theft in a store or the wages of the supermarket um, staff or mm. you know this range of costs and deductions, which is just never-ending. Uh, it's, it's, we're just looking for something that's fairer and more equitable so that firms can just do good business and keep exciting consumers with innovative food and grocery products. I mean, it's fun, isn't it, when you taste a new product and you yeah. see someone doing something really innovative? Absolutely. And I think it's great that supply, some suppliers have phoned up to speak to you. They are very courageous to do that because most have a very palpable fear of being um, punished or facing retribution. And I, I, you know, it's, I know it sounds melodramatic, but it's the way the industry is. So if it's going to be good for suppliers, ultimately it will be good for consumers? Yes, I think consumers want to know that there is a, um, a, a wide range of innovative New Zealand food and grocery businesses that can put out interesting products. Um, and that's, of course, providing jobs. If you look at, if you saw a list of the number of factories and businesses that had closed down just in the last 20 years, um, you'd, you'd be shocked and you'd go, mm-hmm, yep, I hadn't realised they'd all gone, but um, you know, we need to have an industry where people have a chance to fulfil their, their food and grocery dream. Thank you very much. Good to talk. Catherine Rich, Chief Executive of New Zealand Food and Grocery Council of New Zealand.